Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Won't you come on down and join the Vontourage? You join myself, Big Vaughn, Lex Jones, and DC is chilling as we give you the view of the, uh, I want to say, urban nerd, kind of like, kind of thugged out, kind of paid for sex kind of pimping it's a lot of things going on but it's the show of all shows telling you about hip-hop all things going on the internet and what we've learned from instagram look if you're listening make sure you're subscribing whether you're on the apple podcast or you're listening on your iHeartRadio app listen and make sure you're following on whatever you listen to podcasts but make sure you be there join the vontourage on for podcasts all right, Billy Cunningham, the great American. Welcome, welcome this unbelievable, gorgeous Wednesday afternoon in the tri-state. I can't believe what weather's been like the last two days. It's been fabulous. If we had this weather constantly, property prices would be twice what they are today. Coming up after 2 o'clock today is a use of uh, force expert PD about uh, how the cops handle uh, terrible incidents on the scene. We had a terrible incident a couple weeks ago where uh, a man uh, named Jacob Julik, a bum, Wanted on three attempted murder charges in Kentucky, was found hiding Tuesday evening, last evening, in a third floor attic like a rat of a house on the west side of Cincinnati. And uh, Lieutenant Steve Saunders of uh, CPD said, quote, there was no struggle. They found him in a little hiding spot in the attic. Present at the scene, of course, was a Kenton County Commonwealth attorney, Rob Sanders, who may be doing some serious prosecution of this fella. And Rob Sanders, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. Rob, how are you? I'm doing great, Bill. It is a great day to be a Northern Kentuckian, not only because of this fantastic weather, but because of the work of our local law enforcement. And uh, Jacob Julik is off the streets. No one has to worry about any more shootings at police officers or getting caught in the crossfire. Nobody has to worry about any more police chases from Mr. Julik. He is now in the Kenton County Detention Center as of 11.36 a.m. this morning, thanks to our U.S. Marshals Task Force. Let's go back in time. Uh, describe the activities, and I have a particular feeling for the people of Erlanger and Ellesmere because my great-grandfather, John Patrick Graham, was a mayor of Ellesmere. And uh, great feeling. That's where my mom, my aunts, everyone grew up on Shaw Street. I love the people there. Uh, I, I love what they do, and it hurts me when any cop is shot at. Describe what Julie did uh, two or three weeks ago there in uh, the Ellesmere, Erlanger area. Well, back on June 6th on Dixie Highway, a Lakeside Park police officer uh, made a traffic stop on a vehicle that Mr. Julik was actually a passenger in. He wasn't even driving. But Mr. Julik knew that he had a warrant out of for his arrest for absconding his parole from his last felony conviction. And he hopped out of the passenger side of that vehicle once it had come to a stop, took a shot at the officer that was pulling him over. About that same time, a backup officer was arriving on the scene, and he then proceeded to fire multiple shots at the backup officer and fled into the woods nearby. He led a number of different northern Kentucky agencies on an hours-long manhunt that unfortunately was unsuccessful. And uh, Erlanger Police took over that investigation, and they have been looking for him. The U.S. Marshals Task Force has been looking for him. A number of other different 
police agencies have been looking for him as well for the next couple weeks. He was spotted on Saturday, June 22nd, by a Covington police patrol officer who saw him on 19th Street, had to turn around by the time she got caught up to him. He's on Madison Avenue near Lavasser. He took off from her, led her on a high-speed pursuit all over uh, the south end of Covington from um, about the Midtown area near Holmes High School all the way out into the Latonia area around Latonia Shopping Center. At one point during that pursuit, he actually tried to ram the pursuing police officer after she had him cornered on a dead-end street, tried to hit her head on and kill her. Uh, That pursuit was eventually terminated after Mr. Julek was speeding through the Latonia Shopping Center in the middle of the afternoon, putting all the people in the parking lot at risk of being run over and killed. So um, took a few more days, but the U.S. Marshals Task Force tracked him down to a residence on the west side of Cincinnati. With the help of the Cincinnati SWAT team, he was taken into custody, as you mentioned, without incident. Now, there's no good reason to do this, but is what was the reason that on a minor traffic stop, Julik would get out and just start firing at cops? Well, Julik knew he was wanted for this parole violation. He skipped out on the drug treatment that they let him out of prison early on the condition that he go complete some drug treatment, and he left that treatment facility, and he knew he had a warrant out for his arrest. It's still dumb as can be, Willie, because he was looking at going back to prison for only a few months until he finished out that prior sentence. Uh, They probably would have let him back out early again or just sent him right back to the treatment facility, but rather than go do a couple months to finish up that sentence, he decided to pretty much take his own life as far as his freedom is concerned because I anticipate he's going to be locked up uh, for the next several decades. Rob Sanders, there was speculation at the time when he got out and ran into a wooded area that he had assistance because it is very difficult when there's a dragnet in a wooded area with canines and all the rest to get loose. Do you have any information that others were involved in helping him to abscound? Well, I certainly suspect that somebody came and picked him up from out in the Erlanger area and transported him away from the scene because there were so many officers involved. Even the Hamilton County Sheriff's Department helicopter was involved. Um, I think somebody helped him out. We don't know who got him out of Erlanger, but we do know a number of people have been helping him hide, have been giving him uh, food and shelter, things of that nature. Over the last two weeks, um, there's been at least two or three different people that have been arrested by either Erlanger or Covington Police for assisting Mr. Julik. Uh, There's some additional people being investigated, including Mr. Julik's own mother, and whether or not she was involved in providing assistance to Mr. Julik and helping him run from police. Uh, So yes, there's, there's already a number of people that are facing charges. There could be additional people facing charges for hindering apprehension. And um, that's something that that we're still looking into. We're still investigating, and there may still be additional arrests in the days to come. So at this point in Kentucky, if you uh, try to kill police officers, what's the penalty for that? Well, uh, amazingly, the the penalty for attempted murder of a police officer in Kentucky is only 10 to 20 years. But because of Mr. Julek's prior record, he's looking at sentencing enhancement for being a persistent felony offender in the first degree that raises his possible punishment for both the attempted murder of the Lakeside officers and the attempted murder of the Covington officer to 20 to 50 years or life in prison on each one of those charges. So he's looking at 60 to 150 years. 
Uh, well, it would be a minimum of 20 because that's the minimum of it. if a jury saw fit to run each of the counts concurrent or at the same time. It could be a minimum of 20 uh, all the way up to life in prison. So on the run for three weeks, you better have enjoyed those three weeks of freedom. It's the last time. Is Julie, what, and he, lo- he looks like a total bum. Is he in his 20s or 30s? Uh, he was born in 92, so I, you know, my uh, math's not very good, Willie. Well, That's why I went to 20, law school. 28, 20, 27, 28. About 27, yes, sir. So he's got a ways to go. Yes, sir. Unfortunately, I think the taxpayers are going to be housing him and feeding him, uh, but at least the community will be kept safe from him. But he'll be on our dime. But you know what? That's why we build prisons in America is to house people like Mr. Julek. As far as the reasons why I think of drugs, I think of a lack of morality, a lack of ethics. When you try to kill an in-uniform cop several times, you'll kill anybody. Uh, it's incredible. You've been in the business a long, long time. Your family's been in the business a long, long time. When you run across people like Julie, he's a bad seat. Something's wrong. That's why we have prisons. And uh, can you give us any explanation, since you're in the business, as to why someone like Julie a born and raised uh, mother, father, uh, family, all of a sudden would get into drugs, decimate down to the bottom, go to prison, have to get drug treatment, refuse to get drug treatment, which happens all the time. Only about 20, 30 percent of heroin addicts, for example, ever get off. The great majority do not. Then all of a sudden he finds himself in a de minimis, de minimis situation where you simply submit, okay, I'm, I don't do it, but he's incentivized to try to kill a cop. What's in his head? You know, Willie, it's hard to say. And I, you know, drugs are uh, blamed for a lot of things, and certainly drugs play a role in a lot of things. Addiction plays a role in a lot of crimes. But there's plenty of addicts in the world, people using meth, heroin, pain pills, cocaine, all sorts of different substances that they're addicted to that never shoot at police officers, that don't rob liquor stores, uh, that, that don't assault people, rob people, burglarize houses. There's plenty of addicts in the world that have their own demons, have their own uh, addiction issues that never turn in to the violent criminals that some people do. And those people, you know, not speaking, I'm not allowed to talk about Mr. Julek in particular when it comes to this, but some people in the world are just animals. They're criminals, they're dangerous, they're evil, and those are the kinds of people that we build prisons for because it's not safe to leave people like that loose in the community. And, um, and you know, this is the kind of thing that law enforcement has to deal with on a day-in and day-out basis that, you know, most of the people in society are blessed right. that they don't have to go home at night, close their eyes, and see the things that law enforcement has seen all day. We pay them to take out the human trash that we don't want to look at. You know, in my line of work, I get to see what law enforcement deals with, but generally speaking, I'm not the one out there uh, getting spit on or getting punched or getting shot at or any of the things that our law enforcement officers do. So I have great respect for them. And this is why I urge everybody, you know, when we hear that law enforcement did this or law enforcement did that, you know, cut them a break. Uh, Listen to what it is that actually happened because you don't realize what these brave men and women put up with on a day-to-day basis. Because the coppers there, they simply have a minor little traffic violation. Their their hackles are not up. Their antenna is not up. They're thinking, okay, I pulled this guy over. I'm going to give him a ticket. And all of a sudden, they're in a life-and-death situation. They go from zero to 150 miles an hour in a split second where their life flashes before them. They could have been hit in the head with one of those uh, one of those shots from Julie. And, and I think a lot of the critics of cops and law enforcement don't understand, why didn't you de-escalate? 
Well, you know, we had this thing at the YMCA about a week ago in Cincinnati. They, they, they call the coppers. They come. This guy was like pushing girls off the basketball court. And as soon as the cops showed up, he jumped on top of them. And the cops go there for some minor little basketball court. Suddenly you're in a life and death struggle. And now they're criticized because they didn't de-escalate. They didn't evaluate the mental health of the person that they're trying to arrest. The coppers in Crestview Hills, they go there every day. Hey, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go home to my husband. I want to go home. My wife got my kids. I got dinner tonight. I got a big party this weekend. Uh, I got my bills to pay. They're just showing up to do their job, and suddenly bullets are flying past their head. And I think the critics of law enforcement don't understand that. Yeah, Willie, you know, there's times when I raise my eyebrows and there's times when I shake my head when I see something that went on that law enforcement was involved with. But 99 times out of 100, the amazement, I feel, is not at what the officers did, but what they didn't do. How many times, I couldn't tell you how many times, that I probably couldn't count that high, the number of times that I look at police reports or look at body cam video and shake my head and go, I cannot believe the officer didn't shoot this guy. Or I cannot believe that the officer didn't bump this person, hit him with yeah. a cruiser, whatever they yeah. have to do to put an end to that threat. Because it's it goes on far too often, and I think you know, the media only drives the threat to police officers because they criticize police officers so heavily that it just emboldens the criminals. It emboldens the evil people out there that would do harm to our law enforcement officers. They think that it's okay because that's what they see on TV. Yeah, well, a couple of days ago in Mount Healthy, a cop shot a dog, a large dog that was charging him. And now the animal rights activists are angry at the cop for shooting a, a dog because the dog hadn't bit the cop yet. It was maybe a, a second, two seconds away. And a large dog is charging at a cop and he shoots the dog. And now people are online are unhappy about a, a cop shooting a dog. The, the argument is, well, you got to let him bite you once or twice. How, how do you know that the dog wasn't going to stop? How do you respond to silliness like that? Well, that's crazy. Well, I tell you what, in this whole pursuit of Mr. Julek, what I've learned through the investigation of the course of the last two weeks really led me to the opinion that he was not going to be captured, that no. he was going to no. go out in the hail of bullets and gunfire and, in essence, commit suicide by cop because, you know, he wasn't trying to skip town. He wasn't trying to head for the border or anything like that. He stayed right here in northern Kentucky, probably spent most of the time right here in Kenton County, and that he was armed most of that time, that he was making threats to law enforcement, that he tried to kill a Covington police officer in order to get away, that he was probably armed when that happened. It's a wonder that he didn't fire shots as well. Um, you know, I really thought that this was going to end bad one way or another. I thought that, you know, God forbid a law enforcement officer gets hurt or gets killed, but ultimately I thought this would end with Mr. Uh, Julek um, getting shot by police, hopefully not before he, or I should say not after he did harm to a law enforcement officer, but I guess you know, when you're actually staring down the barrel of a few Cincinnati SWAT team assault rifles, maybe you're not as brave as you thought you were. Now, lastly, before I let you go, Rob Sanders, uh, Kentucky has passed a law, and Ohio is thinking about doing it, where one does not need uh, state permission to carry a concealed weapon. There's some minor restrictions, such as a previous felony conviction or whatever, but there's no training required. As I've announced publicly many times, I'm a concealed carry permit holder. I went through 12 hours of training. And even though I've been shooting guns all my life, I benefited by having to sit there for 12 hours and listen. Now, I think I knew what the law was, but I refreshed me on the law, circumstances, breaking down a weapon, how to use it, how to be at a gun range, how to keep your barrel. All that. I benefited from that. 
But Kentucky now, real soon, I think sometime uh, later this month or next, you don't need a permit uh, to carry a concealed weapon. How does law enforcement react to that? Well, you know, Willie, I'm probably in a minority in that I don't have a problem with the law because you got to remember that uh, if you carry a gun on your hip and it's not concealed, uh, you weren't facing any criminal charges in Kentucky, and, you know, assuming, of course, you're not a convicted felon or didn't have any other prohibition against you carrying a gun. But if you can carry it without being concealed, you know, why should there be heightened requirements just because you put a jacket over top of your gun? Uh, I realize that's not a very popular opinion. I think a lot of people are in favor of the training. Certainly, the, I think the biggest loss over this concealed carry law is the training requirement. A lot of people that went out and got guns um, when they went and got their concealed carry permit, that was the only training they ever got is in their concealed carry class. I think that's going to be the biggest problem. Not that we're going to have a lot of problems with people carrying concealed and actually committing crimes, but people that are not going to know the law and they're going to carry concealed someplace they're not allowed or they're going to cross the state line. And especially here where Hamilton County and Kenton County are right across the river from one another, but they're in different states, you can't be a Kentucky resident and carry concealed in Ohio Correct. without a permit. So if you want to cross the river and carry concealed, whether you know whether you're headed north or south, you have to have a permit. So um, you know Kentucky residents need to be aware and remember that, hey, if you're going to cross that bridge, you need to have a permit. So you know the permit is still a Available uh, specifically for reciprocity that you're going to, if you're going to carry concealed in any other state, you still got to go through our class here in Kentucky. I'm going to maintain my concealed carry permit forever uh, so that I can carry in other states because I know I'm back and forth to Ohio often enough that I don't want to have to worry about whether or not I remember to take my gun off or take it out of my glove compartment right. and put it someplace legal. Rob Sanders, good luck. Good job on this. Julik should spend the rest of his life in prison. If he killed a cop, he should have been executed. And uh, good job by you, U.S. Marshal, CPD, uh, Sheriff Neal. Everyone got to work and got this guy off the streets. Hopefully uh, he will spend the rest of his life in jail plus one day. Well, Willie, it is an honor and a pleasure to work with the local marshals task force, the Erlanger police, the Covington police, everybody that's been involved in kudos. Again, to the Cincinnati SWAT team, I only wish I got to work with those guys as much as I do all the good officers over here. But law enforcement has done an outstanding job, and we'll take it from here. Rob Sanders, you're a great American, and thanks for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. And keep Covington safe where I was born. Yes, sir. Thank you, Willie. It's great to be an American. It's great to be from Kentucky. God bless America. Thank you very much. Let's continue with more. He was on the AcuteHearingCenter.com hotline. As you know, your reaction, 513-749-7000 or pound 700, the new AT&T. Bill Cunningham, News Radio 700, WLW. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.